Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. Once again, I'm back in the studio with Nate Wheeler. I I wanted to say he's back. (laughs) I've got my punch card about half full. This is great. Thank you. Yeah. With a full punch card, what do you get? Let's see. Mm, You get to come back. Anyway. Nate Nate is an Army Reserve Chaplain with the 814th Transportation Battalion in Boise, and his story was one of our featured article in last November and December's 2021 issue, which you can still read on our website, christianlivingmag.com, under the Past Issues tab. Nate, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for the invite. How are you? Appreciate it. Doing really well. You're used to that now. I always warn everybody I'm going to ask you how you are, (laughs) because that's (laughs) like the stump Sandy question. How are you? I have no idea how I am. I can tell you what we were supposed to talk about today, but I don't know how I am. (laughs) It's good. It's good. So last time you were here, you had just started a new civilian job at Idaho Housing and Finance. Thanks for wearing it on your shirt, so I can remember where you were. Remember, yep. And I mean... This was like week one or two, and they let you come back. So a big shout out of thanks yeah. to them for letting yeah, you come great today. People. They really are. Um, you know, it's you just never know. You know, am I? Can they're I? Fantastic. Can I go play on the radio station again today? <laughs> they're great people. They so, really are. And you know, and in this time period of life, it's a widely needed service. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So last time you were here, which was a few months ago, we got to chatting after we were done with the show, and um, we, we were talking about the different elements of, of our readership and, and the segment that I lovingly call The Walking Wounded. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think that was, I think you were late getting back. I know you were late getting back to work because <laughs> we just, it, it's a hot button topic for both you and I. Sure. And yeah, we decided is. that... When the schedule here at Spotlight opened up, we would come back together and talk a little bit about that. Yep. But um, I just want to talk briefly. So the readers of Christian Living Magazine, people ask me all the time, so who are your readers? Well, our readers, we have three segments. And, you know, the, the most obvious is our readers, we encourage our fellow believers. You know, that's mm-hmm. what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. But we try hard to reach the seeker who is someone who may have never been to church or perhaps come out of another religion who, who want to know more about the Christian lifestyle. And we try hard to show that it's not about religion, but a relationship with Christ. Great. Great. And then I finish up with that we try to reach the walking wounded, who is someone who has been hurt by, well, any number of things, perhaps hurt by someone, maybe even me, who has said or done something without thinking about it. Or something, maybe we held them accountable or something. Sure. Or something happened in the big C church. So they're mad at God instead of being mad at the human being that caused the problem. Right. Um, Or perhaps they feel that they've committed a sin that's so large that God couldn't possibly want them anymore. And we try to show those folks that God's still right there just waiting for them to turn and run back into his arms. Good. But you have a similar heart, and this is a good time of year to talk about the walking wounded as we are getting ready to go into the holidays and family dinners and parties and get-togethers. 
And so, um, so I had hoped that we could talk a little bit about the walking wounded and the holidays. Sure, today you bet. As we're going we can do forward. That. So, um, you know, I attended last spring. I attended um, a pastors' conference. I was blessed to get invited to join as as a ministry leader. I was blessed to get to enjoy, to join this pastors' conference, and the keynote speaker um, made the comment that we, as the church. This was a cross-denominational, so it wasn't one denomination. But we as the church are good about speaking the truth, but what we're not good about is speaking the truth in love and grace. Hmm. And that is often the beginning of a walking wounded. (laughs) (laughs) Can be. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, you get an opportunity in your chaplaincy position to work with a lot of these walking wounded. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, you bet, you bet. Let me let me take care of just a couple other quick things here if that's all right, especially sure. on the chaplaincy side, because you're right, it brings up a, it brings up, uh, holidays can actually be really hard times because of the exclusions that can sometimes happen. Families typically are dysfunctional and it's just depending how dysfunctional it is and how it affects that person, right? So. Um, I also want to just, be, but before I say that, so I'm doing all these prefacing here, sorry. <laughs> but before I say even say that, I want to, there's been a few people that have written me um, based on this show and I have to apologize. I haven't even written you back and I, and I did one person here recently. So it's coming. And if you continue to listen, it's not, you know, not your problem. It's me. I didn't get back to you fast enough. So um, anyway, that's in the mail and, and others later, just a lot of transitioning stuff that I've, happened. That brings so to mind I have two, <laughs> two on my desk right now. So you're not the only one who's, who's been remiss about getting back. So, yeah. But one of the things that this can sometimes trigger is actually some suicide ideations, um, people wanting to cause self-harm. And so I want to just put out there that there are numerous ways in order to have a safe and um, secure, um, uh, confidential discussion with with people that are mental health workers. Um, one of that is it's just recent, just new here, like within the last six months, is nine eight eight. You can actually call that just like a nine one one number. It is now the national um, phone number for suicide and crisis lifeline, um, and you can actually text that number just nine eight eight and start texting, and somebody will be on the other line. Uh, or on the other side to go ahead and receive that. If you are a veteran or currently a service member, National Guard, Reserve, so compos one, two, and three, for those of you who, if you know what those are, then that means this is the number for you. Um, uh, 838-255, that is the text um, short code that once again goes uh, confidential. And then if you really just want someone to uh, talk to um, you can also dial the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 um, or even text. If you don't want to text the 988 number, there's another one too, 741-741. So there's multiple ways that during this holiday season to really have some people that have some acumen in crisis, um, suicide prevention, mental health to be able to, to help you through some of these difficult times. And you're right. Families families can be the most dysfunctional. And when you, when you mm-hmm. said that, I started to say, "Not mine." But <laughs> you know, let's face it. I think I think that was the biggest thing. I I oh gosh, 
close to 30 years ago, I went through some counseling after my divorce. And that was one of the most shocking things to me was to find out that I actually also came from a dysfunctional family. Yeah. And then as I've gotten older, much older, I realized that we all have dysfunctional families. Yep, we, we all We just do. dysfunction in different ways. Absolutely. And sometimes the hardest thing is to say, I'm sorry we had that disagreement. I still love you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my family, um, gee whiz, on, man, I'm just trying to think here, on both sides of the whole family, you'll find all of us in a church Sunday mornings, always. Yep. And you'll follow us leading or helping out or being a part of some sort of ministry here and there. Um, and there's still dysfunctions all the way around on it. Um, so it's just, it's, it's all, it's just part of working with other people is that, um, we start to become self-centered. We start becoming prioritizing our needs over other people. We start saying what's right and wrong. Um, and on ultimately we start moving away from biblical principles in order to establish what needs to happen. Sometimes we forget that the log in our own eye is larger than the log in our brother's eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and it really is. There's a lot of this idea of we have to take care of our own log and then we take care of the speck because then we can see more clearly. And so the, the problem is, is that when we start seeing us with specks and everybody else with logs, that's when there's a huge problem. Um, we can only take care of so much on our side, right? And yep. a lot of the dysfunction can happen and a lot of stress and anxiety happens when we're trying to control the other person and the outcomes they're in. So um, when we start to realize, look, that's on their side of the street, I can only handle what I can do, um, it actually kind of frees you up. And, you know, sure, you wish that the world was different. Yeah, sure, you wish that the families interacted different. Yeah, sure, you wish that these kinds of things were there, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is that some of these dysfunctions are just so ingrained that it's not going to get pulled away. Well, and miscommunication, folks, I just, I want to share just real quickly. And this, this is, if you're a new listener, this is not the normal premise of this show, but it is something that Nate and I both have felt like it's really a great topic that needs to be discussed. One of the most common dysfunctions in my own life, but as I talk to a lot of people, I find that it's normal and it's miscommunication. Oh, yeah. Something isn't said or something is said and you don't understand the terminology. Yeah. And the biggest injury happens by not asking, can I ask what you meant by that? And it doesn't have to be an aggressive, what do you mean? Right. Just simply, I'm, I, I don't think we're on the same page. I'm not sure I know what you mean by that. Can you explain that to me? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's better to ask that one question than to let it fester for sure for hours days weeks from thanksgiving to christmas or thanksgiving <laughs> to easter depending on how right. often you see your family it's better to just ask that you know i i am the worst person in the world about assuming we're on the same page and sometimes somebody will come back to me and they'll say what did you mean by that and i'll say oh gosh well you know i said this much of my thought but I just left it there because I assumed we were on the same page. And then I have to finish what it was I was thinking about. And that's a terrible thing. I'm really working on that. That's you know? good. Um, in some training that I'm taking right now, this last class was, you know, listen, listen, 
then speak. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason, <laughs> and I'm working on that too. But anyway, <laughs> well, I think I think one of the other other aspects here is you're right. Miscommunication is a lot of problems. I mean, we get that through a grocery store, through orders, you know, um, through a fast food restaurant. We get miscommunication all the time, even with the people that are closest to us. And sometimes it's just because of that familiarity. There's actually more miscommunication because we have more of a history more times and so sometimes we just understand things a little bit differently. So um, remember that the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins, right? And yeah. what that means is that my love for someone else will cover their sins in my eyes and I want to care for them. And so I'm willing to be offended or hurt in certain ways, but I'm still willing to go ahead and say, you know, maybe that was a mistake or maybe that was a misunderstanding or, and I lead in with a little bit of grace as my first footstep, right? Yeah. So I, I went to a, but there's also a different aspect to this that sometimes um, there are times where you have to kind of go, this isn't right kind of stuff, right? So um, I went to a conference last year, um, or excuse me, earlier this year. I hope to attend it again um, next year in May. And one of the things that was being discussed was what is what is a bully? And we hear this term kind of thrown around and there's, I'm sure there's a lot of eye rolls going on right now. Like, Oh my word, you know, bully doesn't mean, you know, that right. So bully just doesn't mean you're offended, but there's actually a technique and the characteristics of what, who these bullies are. Yep. Um, one of the things is um, they're about, as this expert was speaking on this, he said that um, about 15% of the population is a bully where you've got 85% that aren't. And so he said, based upon that, the way that you deal with a bully is different than the way that you deal with the rest of the population. So, so for the most time, you know, if I have a difficulty in understanding what somebody else is saying or there's miscommunication that pops up, I can typically come to you and just kind of say, hey, what was that again, Sandy? I thought that this was right. And then if it doesn't come out, it's like, oh man, I'm so sorry, man, that was a bummer, yep. but we work through it. One of the things that's characteristics of a bully are two major things. And this is something to be aware of in the holiday season side as you interact with people. Number one, um, one of the characteristics of a bully is they don't care about the relationship. Yep. So they're not going to be interested in talking with you and trying to level with you at all because they're not interested in receiving that relationship. Yep. Um, what they're interested in is number two, and that is perceived power. Control. Uh, they want control. Control. But yep. they are, as this expert was sharing, which I thought was very insightful, he goes, they are experts at perceived power. They don't have the control over where people sit or where what house to come to for thanksgiving but they will give you the impression that if you don't do it their way you're done so they don't have the control over you know certain family members or what to do or who brings what but if you don't do it the way that they want to they'll cut you out so this is these are what bullies do is they don't care about your relationship and they don't care about um, or excuse me, and they have to be in control. Yep. So sitting down and talking it through and working it out, they look at that as a loss of power and control. So that's why they're never going to do that. So this is a reflection on not only um, if we're being bullied, but are we bullying others? And sometimes we throw it into the category of, you know, health or not safe. You got to be careful with some of that just putting it over there um, because once again, love covers a multitude of sins. Right. But um, I never, for me, my, you know, once again, we have, um, you know, everybody's had some sort of dysfunctional relationship in their life. Um, and for me, it's always been, 
let's go ahead and try to work this through. But if I start to see patterns of you not caring or you being in this, then either this is your pattern of behavior that you want, or number two, you're, you've got a blind spot and you're not able to see it. And, and my judge on that is how bad are you wanting to keep this relationship? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, leading with grace, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go there first, but leading with grace, I often have to remind myself, how much has Christ forgiven me? That's the standard. I can't hold that grudge. I can't hang on to that bitterness from something that happened three years ago. I can't hold on to that bitterness to something that happened three months ago, three days ago. I have to extend the same grace I anticipate from our Savior. Right. And that is the best lesson I have had for myself personally, is when I get upset, and trust me, I'm a headstrong leadership (laughs) type A personality if we're doing disc assessments. (laughs) Right. And I can be very judgmental. I can be very headstrong. Sure. And I have to remind myself, excuse me, how would you feel if you were in their shoes and it was Jesus standing here? Not that I'm Jesus, I'm not. Right, no, I understand. Not not saying that. But would you would you not expect because that's what we're trained and that's what we're told. Christ Christ, you know, and is is forgiving. He's the forgiving God. Right. And so that helps me the most. Mm -hmm. The struggle therein lies with not everybody thinks like that. The person that I may have had the conflict with ages ago that's coming for the holiday may not operate under that same thing. And so then to just pray over protection over that gathering and for clear lines of communication and for God to work in us yeah, to and, heal that. Yeah, and at the same time, remember, you're probably going to see him for a holiday period that's you know a few hours and that's what they're going to carry for the next year on this, right? Yeah. So, so be careful with the words. Be careful with the way that you, you interact, right? Always lead with grace in these things. Grace doesn't mean trampled, but I, I find that more loving people are able to accept more things not their way. Yep. And it's because their love isn't based upon situation and circumstances. It's based upon something that's outside themselves and the Christian faith that has to do about the cross. Like you're saying, if God has forgiven me this much, I can forgive. And and always, forgiveness is not the same as trust, and it's not the same as reconciliation. Forgiveness just says, I'm not going to get even with you. And um, but that doesn't mean I have to have you over to my house. That doesn't mean I have to let you watch my kids. Yep. You know, it doesn't mean that I allow you to go get me a drink in the, the fridge because I don't know what you're going to do with it. Right. Even on those kind of things. That you're... doesn't mean you get to continue to step on my toes. Right. But yeah. I'm not going to get even with you. I love that. You know, um, one of my favorite passages um, in the Bible is Matthew 22. Yeah. Um, you shall love the Lord, Lord your God yeah. with all your heart, your soul, mind. The second is like it. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and Lord, who's my neighbor? Yeah. Everyone's your neighbor, folks. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. The person who lives next door, the person who walks through your door at Thanksgiving, or the person whose door you walk through at Thanksgiving, they're Very your neighbor. Much. And loving them doesn't mean you're a doormat, but it also doesn't mean that you get to walk in the door or have a set of boxing gloves inside your own door. Yeah. <laughs> Extend that love. Yeah. You know, extend grace. Because you're right. It's a few hours. Just, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just caring. It's just loving at that time. 
And you know what? There might be some pretty hard history. And I'm also not overlooking there's people that will be getting back in touch in these, some of these family situations with their abusers. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard place to put them. And a matter of fact, it puts them in a bad spot mentally. Yep. And so remember those numbers that were reached out that was shared earlier in this program. Um, and those things, um, forgiveness is just, I'm not, I'm not getting even. It doesn't mean that I trust to be with you. It doesn't mean that I trust to sit near you, but we can always smile and we can always be kind. You know, I remember um, a conversation I, I saw between a senior woman and a young woman many years ago. And the young woman was sharing that her family had had a big knockdown drag out at a holiday meal. Mm. And the older woman said, you did that to your mother? She went to all that work and you guys just had a big ugly fight. Mm. They could have smiled for two hours, <laughs> yeah. bit their tongue and moved on. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of, kind of consciously remember, this is not the duration of your life. But you're right. I love the point that you made. I, I don't love that there are victims and abusers. I right. don't love that. That's wrong. Right. But sometimes in the essence of keeping peace in our families, we are in those situations. And again, I love the point that you made. That doesn't mean you have to sit next to them. You don't have to visit as if nothing Not ever happened. You can be in different parts of the house um, and keeping peace. Yeah, I mean, to act like nothing happened is to be borderline schizophrenic. You're, you're pretending to be in a world that doesn't exist. So you're, but what you can do is be there and be cordial, right? Doesn't mean you have to give them even a hug. No. It just means that you're there. Yep. And then you can move on. Um, so, but also at the same time, we all have our own temperature and climate of, of ability to handle such things. And if it's just not a good place, then that's, it, that's okay. And then that's that decision to say, for the sake of my mental health, I think I'm just going to go to my friends, or I think I'm going to go down to a local restaurant, or I think I'm just going to get a boxed in and just kind of sit and make a bunch of phone calls. And that is totally fine too. Nothing, um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing, Nothing at all. You know, that's we, we were talking before we started recording today how, um, you know, I, I make no, no bones about my secular past. And nearly 30 years ago, actually it was, 31 years ago, I, I found myself divorced. And the very first Thanksgiving, I had no children because mm. they went with their dad. And I had never been alone on a holiday. Oh, ouch. And yeah. I, I signed up and went and served at the Salvation Army that day. I have to tell you, I was so happy and so fulfilled by the end of that day that I really encourage if if you choose to be alone or if you are alone due to no fault of your own, yeah. I encourage you to find some place to serve. The Good rescue point. mission serves meals three times a day, every day, three hundred and sixty five days a year. You know, yeah. call and see if you can go serve down there. See if you know, there there are other shelters, there are other causes here where yeah. people need um go buy a cup of coffee and take to a homeless person downtown. You know, um, sometimes that's what we need. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Can we go over those numbers one more time before? Because we're running yeah, out of you time. Bet. I, I loved and I wrote it down. Text or call 988, which is the new national suicide and crisis hotline. That's so correct. So while you're looking for the suicide no, hotlines. We're good. We're um, good. That, that, that suicide and crisis hotline, the national one, is 988. Correct. And you can text or call that number. So do you want to give those other Yeah, you bet. Again? So you can hit 988, and if you're a veteran, you can turn around and press 1 when you call that number, and it'll actually redirect you 
over to the Veterans Crisis Hotline. If you want to use the Veterans Confidential Text Lifeline, as they call it, it is 838-255. That's what's called the short code for your texting. 838-255. And then um, for anybody on the crisis text line, um, you can text HOME to uh, 741-741. But once again, the national, the main one here is what they're trying to make standard, like that 911 number is the 988 988. that you can text on or that you can call on. I love that. Veterans Press 1. We're out of time. Again, we've done it. (laughs) Again. great. Um, this wasn't our, one of our normal light and funny no, here at the radio all. station. Uh-uh. They, they tease us about we should have a chat show because we, we usually laugh through these. But but I felt like as we go into the holidays, this was just a really good public service announcement. This was a good, good. Public, public service message. Nate, thank you so much for thank coming you, in, for taking the time off of your civilian job and coming in and helping me. You bet. This brings our time to an end for this week. You can read more of Nate's story in our November, December 21, 2021 edition on ChristianLivingMag.com under our Past Issues tab, or pick up your copy today in over 600 locations throughout all of Southern Idaho. We invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you. We're going to talk about the history of Thanksgiving with Rick Cromie, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. (laughs) See, I just snuck that in there. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.